Oh, hey, we're live. <laughs> he was going to ask me a question, but I had already hit the button. So right. welcome. <laughs> welcome back to our channel. Uh, this is Family Tech, where you get all the tech tips, news, and information you didn't even know you needed. Today, I'm so excited. So I usually plan out these lives with the topics in mind first, and then I go out and look for the absolute best person to cover that topic with me. And so I really have wanted to talk about special needs children for a really long time. And so I was doing some research and I stumbled across the autism dad. I don't have any kids with special needs, so it's not something I was automatically following, but I saw his content, loved it, super excited. So I reached out and um, and luckily he accepted. So uh, I'd love to introduce Rob. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your um, everything you're doing. Sure. Thank you for having me, first of all. Uh, I've been following your stuff for a while because I'm a big uh, tech guy myself, and uh, I've learned a lot, actually, from you. Okay. And um, it, was, it was crazy when you reached out because I was like, it didn't connect at first, and I was like, I know who you are. And, uh, <laughs> Like, heck yeah, I'll do that. It's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, my name is Rob Gorski. I'm a single dad to three kids who are autistic and have some other uh, challenges in their life. And you know, I, I started out advocating and writing about my experience to try and help other parents who were kind of coming behind, you know, me on this journey. And it kind of turned into a full-time thing. And, uh, you know, one of my, one of the things that I really, really like to do which I, which I have a feeling you can relate to is connecting, connecting families with uh, technology that can improve their quality of life. Right. And that's my whole mission. Exactly. Right. And, and I think a lot, like a lot of parents are, a lot of people are scared off by technology because they maybe don't understand it or they assume like all screen time is bad time. And, and like, there's, there's a lot of things that um, could improve your quality of life and help your kids who might be struggling. Uh, but they just don't know, you know, they just don't know what to, what's out there. So I, I try to uh, vet certain things myself. And, and if they, you know, work for my family and I'm comfortable with the company behind them, then I can, I can feel comfortable talking about uh, certain things that I know work and I feel you know good about recommending to people uh, because a lot of families are struggling and you don't want to, you know, got to be careful where you invest your money. And, and sometimes stuff it's a subscription or whatever and just needs to be worth it and legit and actually help so yeah absolutely and that's um something i'm super passionate about too you know i don't accept a lot of sponsored content um we were talking uh before i hit the live button that i do have a full-time job and i just do this really because i am passionate about the topic and i want to help families out and so i'm never going to recommend something that i wouldn't actually use um and so that's one reason i think you really re mm. resonate with your audience. So they know they can trust your recommendation. Um, and and I, I feel like that's important as well. Yeah, people, I don't, I don't think people understand. There's a lot of money that you leave on the table because there's <laughs> so, so many companies who reach out, right? And, and but they just, you just can't, like, I just can't, I can't do it. And, and uh, so I'd rather work with a smaller number of people that are um, good at what they do. They're in it for the right reasons and they're making a positive impact. So I, I totally understand where you're coming from. 
Yeah, no, I totally agree. So speaking of that, let's just dive right into some of my questions. Um, sure. The first is, what devices have you found that are best for kids with special needs? Like I said, like I'm going to be taking your, you're going to take the reins on this for the most part, because sure. like I said, it's not something that um, is impacted my family, but I have lots of friends that I know will like find this so valuable. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's, uh, there's a couple of things that are sort of at the top of my kind of short list. Uh, there's a company called mightier and mightier creates, uh, they created this biofeedback video game platform. It works like on your Android tablet or your iOS device, whatever you can do it on your phone, or they have a tablet that they can send out and you wear the kid wears a heart rate monitor, like a wrist strap, like a watch kind of thing. And they've designed these games. Uh, to integrate with the child's heart rate. And so as the child gets kind of worked up or stressed out um, or, or just even too excited, their heart rate goes up and it starts to impact their gameplay. And they have like a visual display. You know, it's, it's all integrated into the game. So the kids think that it's just part of the game. And so they, they inadvertently learn to self-regulate and manage their frustrations and their anger and their emotions. That can be tough uh, for kids who, you know, whether they're autistic or just kids in general, I mean, like self-regulation is a huge, uh, skill that it isn't, it's not like taught in school. It's, it's just kind of learned and some kids, you know, need a little bit of extra help and like kids are, they gravitate towards video games. And so they, uh, it's out of Boston children's and Harvard medical. And, um, they, they are utilizing the natural love of video games for kids to, to use it as a positive thing. And, uh, it makes a big difference. I mean, it's like a 90% success rate in kids. They, they've, I think it's over like 105,000 kids have used it already. And my kids have been using it for years. Um, even my 22 year old still uses it sometimes. And it's some of the games are, uh, like on Xbox live. So they make their, their fun games. And, uh, I've, I've used it fun you know right uh right i mean and and it just it's it's just it's really cool the way that it works because your kids learn without realizing that they're learning and it just becomes muscle memory and then they apply it to their everyday life because they start recognizing the feelings and the sensations and they can uh their brain automatically kicks in and they start calming techniques and 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 like mightier walks them through everything so like the game will pause and it'll give them strategies for calming down just like simple proven things and then they can watch their heart rate decline in real time. And then the game returns back to normal. And so kids are invested in the games and they do what they have to do to play it, you know, and, and it works really, really well. Very, 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 very cool. That's amazing. Um, and I, I didn't tell you this, but like, as you answer my questions, I will probably add questions. So I sure. apologize for no, the ones fine. that I haven't given you, but, um, you know, I think I can see the benefit for even neurotypical kids. For yep. that, like you mentioned, um, you know, I know my daughter has a hard time self-regulating and we've taken, you know, we've gone to, um, I'm not there yet, like the therapist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think, you know, neuro neurotypical kids need therapy as well. Everybody um, needs, yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody needs therapy. Good thing. And so, yeah. And the main reason we wanted to take her, um, when we did at the beginning was because we wanted to give her some tools to manage her emotions. And, and I think that's so important for all types of kids. 
Um, oh, yeah. And then especially for neurodivergent kids. Um, but why do you think like something like a video game like resonates so well, especially with neurodivergent kids? That's a really good question. And I, I think, you know, one of the things like I've I've talked about in I have a, a bunch of like reviews and updated reviews that I've done on my website so that people can check that out. But like. Um, oh, and I will link to um, he's got a code for Mighty Gear, so I will link that in the description. Um, just cool. so you guys know, it'll be right here in the description if you want to go and check out uh, this product. Cool, thank you. Sorry, um, <laughs> no, it's okay. You know, my youngest specifically, like it, my kid's been in therapy forever, and and we have tried those calming techniques. You know, it's like take a deep breath, you know, count to ten, like all those things that we're taught. You know, and and. They just never like they never clicked like he, he yeah. grasped the concept but it just never was never able to like apply it to himself and i remember i remember the first time i mean he started using mightier and I, I think it was a little frustrating at first but there's like there's no learning curve to it really i mean it's just they just if they play games anyways this is just they're just playing games and they learn how to play it uh but but he got to a point where i started seeing him taking the deep breaths and then trying to play the game without his heart rate getting too high. So it became like a challenge for him and he liked the challenge. And then I remember uh, he was he was in a situation with his older brother and they were sitting in the living room and I was standing in the dining room and I just, I could see the gears turning. Like I, I knew where this was going to go, right? And then <laughs> rather than take the course that he would typically take, he stopped and he took a deep breath and he counted to 10 and nothing happened. And I And wow. I was thinking like, that is like the coolest parenting moment I've had up to that point right. in my life. And, and it was so simple, you know, but it, it took, it took, you know, capturing his interest, which is video games mm -hmm. to, to just connect those dots for him. Right. And I think that's what happens with a lot of kids. It, it's a lot of these are kind of abstract concepts, right? Like how do you explain to a child, like when you, what it feels like to be anxious or like, you know, what is anxiety versus what is anger? What is fear? Like, you know, yeah. with, with, when they can actually, uh, kind of quantify that with seeing what their heart rate is in real time and how that's impacting the game, which I guess is sort of, it's sort of, sort of how it would be affecting them in real life. Cause when you get really worked up or upset, you make you know, decisions are harder to make, or maybe you right. uh, lash out or whatever, and it affects your life. This affects the game. And mm -hmm. they eventually just learned that when you feel this way, this is what you do and it's better for the game. And it also works in real life. And it, it isn't, um, I, I mean, it, it's, I would say it's like magic, but it's science. <laughs> right. and, I, and, I, and I love science, right? So like it's fact and it's, it's, I mean, there's so many studies, proven. It's all proven stuff. Yeah. Biofeedback yeah. works on humans. So, I mean, it just, it just right. is what it is, but it was such yeah, a that brilliant totally makes sense. It really is. And as you were talking about that, that really, like it made sense to me now um as you were talking because it's so hard to practice those kind of things because mm -hmm. you know how do you practice getting all worked up about something you really can't because you're not typically like all worked up when you're having these conversations with mm -hmm. your kids um and so that's a great way to like oh yeah my okay yes my heart rate is elevated and this is how we fix it um, so yeah. yeah, I, I see how, you know, that video game scenario can really help them develop that muscle memory. Like you were saying. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's not, 
being worked up or being upset or frustrated, it's not always necessarily a bad thing. I mean, sometimes right. you're upset because something bad happened, or sometimes you're upset because, or or you experience that same emotion or that same rise in heart rate because you're just excited about like, you know, the game is really fun. They're getting really into it, but their heart rate goes up and it gets too high and it creates a problem and yeah. they need to calm themselves down. And, and so the idea is that eventually they can just play the game without having to take those pauses and stop because they're sort of regulating themselves as they go. And it just, it just works. And I, I <laughs> the hardest part is getting parents to understand that you can have positive screen time. Like not all screen time is yeah. bad. And I, and I think that we are conditioned to, you know, the less screen time, the better, you know, but, but we can incorporate, we can incorporate it in ways that are positive and to teach valuable life skills and, and mightier does that. Yeah. And as you were saying, like you've even used it yourself. Um, it just makes me think I have a treadmill where I have, you know, a screen and, you know, I've got a trainer and they're like walking me through and I've got a heart rate mm -hmm. monitor and it plugs in and everything. And I realized like I do the same thing because I want to stay at like, you know, six miles per hour, but my heart rate is like too high. So I'm like, I'm trying to like breathe and everything so that it won't lower my speed because I want to stay at the same speed. Mm -hmm. But if like my heart rate's too high, it's going to lower my speed. And I'm like, no, 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 don't. <sighs> like and I'm you, trying and to you lower figure, it. Yeah. And then you figure your body figures out how to navigate that. And then eventually you're able to, to do that six mile pace, keeping yeah. your heart rate at a certain level and you yeah. don't even have to think about it. You know, it right. just, but it, but it makes you aware of what it is. And then you can, I don't know, it's easier to, it's easier to understand, I think, especially for, for sure. kids. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good analogy. I know, thanks. Well, like, as you were talking, I was like, oh yeah, I totally do that to try and keep my heart yeah. rate down. <laughs> yep. Um, so that's a great product. Thank you. And like I said, we're going to have the link in, um, in the description with his affiliate link so he can get credit for that. Um, and do you have any other devices that um, yeah, you've thought? Works? The, yeah, the other, the other one that I'm a really, really big fan of is called Goalie. It's G-O-A-L-L-Y. And that is like a visual scheduler. And so it, it comes on a tablet or you can have an app and uh, it helps kids learn to manage their own day without like you as a parent having to micromanage everything that they're doing. So, um, they can set up a routine for themselves in the morning and, you know, it, it's geared. I mean, it works for any kid that needs that kind of help, but for like kids on a spectrum and kids maybe with ADHD who have a hard time staying on task, it's very engaging. And, you know, it, there's, there's positive feedback and there's a reward system and, uh, games and puzzles and, you know, you control as a parent, you can manage it from your phone through, through the parent app and you can set up routines or step-by-step -step instructions for things. So like, you know, if your kid's trying to learn some independence or gain some independence and they need help with like bedtime or something like that, uh, you can have a step-by-step -step process. Like, you know, you, you change into your pajamas and then you brush your teeth and then you wash your hands or you go to the bathroom and you wash your hands and you brush your teeth, like whatever, the, whatever the step-by-step -step thing is. And then they can check it off as they go. And then it becomes like that muscle memory. Like they, they learn that routine and then you can, you can evolve it into something more complex over time, or you can have, you know, chores set up so that they can, you know, they know that it's time to do a chore and step-by-step. -step. And as they check it off, you know, you get notified as a parent and, uh, you know, you can, 
you know, that you can set up reward systems and stuff like whether it's allowances or, you know, whatever, whatever the deal is for your kid. But, um, it takes, it's sort of, you ever, well, you know, if you ever have, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. Like if you have, you have kids and you have to tell them no, or you have to take something away, or you have to constantly remind them, they get frustrated, they get angry. You don't want to be the person that they're angry at. Uh, and so you can throw goalie under the bus, right? Like you just, <laughs> You just like, well, it's there. It's, right. I mean, and it's and it's set up like that. And like my oldest, he's 22 and he's transitioning to more independent living and he's doing really well, but he still needs he just needs that little like nudge to remind him to do certain things. And he's using goalie because yeah. it's helping him remember uh the steps that he needs to do, like to take his meds or to, you know, get ready for bed or you know, shower and shave and like do all that stuff. And so it it helps him to navigate things on his own without me having to constantly tell him which doesn't feel good for him it doesn't feel good for me right and it and it, it's empowering you know for him and uh you know it can you can scale it to different ages you know and, and you can evolve it as you go and so it can become more of just like a a kid-friendly google you know where you can just set reminders or you know whatever uh and they also have it also includes um some AAC uh, functionality. So like uh, text to speak. So for communication nice. skills. So there's like basic, uh, I mean, it doesn't replace like, like a hardcore app, you know, or like on an iPad or something like that, but, but it's, you know, it has basic communication. So kids can type out what they need and it'll turn it into to speech, um, help them express how they're feeling. I mean, there's all kinds of really cool things and it's, it's, it's all in like one little device that is isolated from you know, it requires an internet connection, but it isolates them from being able to do anything other than maintain their schedule. So there's no distractions. There's no, uh, it, it helps them stay focused and you can either go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say, that's awesome. Like keep going. Yeah. yeah they, they like Gavin, he, you can put the app on your phone and he could just use it on his phone, but he gets really into the games he's playing on his phone. And you know how they have like that game mode or something where it disables all the notifications that come right. in. So he's yeah. not paying attention to that stuff. So right. he has his set up on the other side of his room. So it kind of works like an alarm clock for him and it'll pop mm -hmm. up and it pulls him out of that place that he's in and directs mm -hmm. him over to something else. And then he can, you know, complete the task or do whatever it is that he wants to remind himself to do. Like sometimes it's just switching the laundry, his laundry from the washer to the dryer or uh, taking the trash out or, or, you know, I mean, just something that that helps him to just navigate his day as a gentle prompt. And as a, as a parent, like I could, if you were living on his own, I can monitor from my phone and just see if he's completing his tasks. And it's just a nice way to kind of, you know, help him to gain that level of independence. And if it's empowering for him, he feels, he feels really good. And it works great for kids. I just, he happens to be the one in the house that uses it right. most anyways. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. And I am a huge productivity app junkie. Like I have tried all of the things and I just this week, and I think it's because you might've sent me an email about it, um, started getting ads for goalie. And as I'm like scrolling through, like it's definitely made me stop like, Ooh, I'm going to need to check that one out. Um, I haven't, I hadn't clicked on it yet, but now mm -hmm. it makes sense to me. Like why I was getting those ads because you talked about it. Cause but, Google um, sees everything. Yeah. 
Right. <laughs> I mean, I have Gmail, Google sees all. Um, but yeah, so now it makes sense though. But it would normally, like that's something that would normally be in my feed anyway, because I am such a productivity junkie. Um, but I'm super excited about this one. I'm definitely going to check that out. And, it, and it's for any kid, you know, it's just like, where where I come into this is is how can it help kids that are autistic or how can it help parents navigate situations and just kind of make life just a little bit more manageable, a little bit easier, less stressful and stuff like that. And and uh you know there's a lot of stuff out there and the two that I am the most passionate about, the, the ones that I stand behind like completely uh are mightier in in goalie at this point. I, I haven't you just have to be careful, you know, yeah. with, with anything else. And, uh, it really is a, it is a very cool thing. Yeah. That's so awesome. Um, so any, like these are awesome devices. So are there any apps in particular that are just apps, um, that you've found helpful or that your child has responded well to? Um, that's a harder question because yeah. <laughs> there's so many out there. But what what I what I what I can share is I just had someone on my show uh, a week ago. They're called it's called Bridging Apps, and they're part of Easter Seals, and they they are they cater to people with special needs and disabilities, and they curate this whole this whole thing of apps, uh, and they have thousands that, that they curate and they categorize and they rate them and review them, and. Nice. So that, you know, parents, if they're trying to find something that is appropriate for their child, uh, you can go to their website and just do a search. Like if you're looking for communication software, or you're looking for scheduling stuff, maybe, or maybe just like uh, games that might be appropriate, you know, for a child, maybe that's developmentally delayed or, or just, you know what you're getting. And, and they, they like to bring people on who are, you know, living with you know, disabilities to, to review these games and, and get honest feedback, uh, honest feedback about how it impacts their lives and how it helps and what they recommend it and what they like and what they don't like. And, uh, it's, it's very inclusive. It's very, it's a very cool, pro it's all free and, uh, it's just bridgingapps.org and, uh, yeah. And they just help you sort through, you know, the millions and millions of apps that are floating around out there. I found it. That's amazing. Um, I love finding resources like this where, you know, because everybody's different. And so something that's going to resonate with your kids, you know, mm -hmm. might not resonate with somebody else's kids. Um, and so finding a resource that is evaluating all of them and giving you the best um, and, you know, tried and, and true things yeah and it's free right yeah. i mean free resources can't beat that right <laughs> right yeah i mean, and they're, I, I mean they're I, I was gonna say they're in it they're they're very passionate about what they do they are very they're in it for the right reasons and uh you know they don't take sponsorships you know they they work on grants so like developers aren't paying them to review these apps so right. they're they're honest feedback and uh i, I was very very impressed with with what they do. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for that. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely. Uh, and like I said, all of these things we will link in the descriptions. I'm putting that up here on the um, on the screen, but we'll link them all in the description when I'm done um, when this is over. So um, 
but thank you. That's a great resource. Um, so we were talked a little bit like that goalie helps you with this, but with neurodivergent children, um, it can be hard or necessary to set limits. So what kind of rules have your child or children um, responded to? Because I know you have multiple children. Yeah. With, uh... that's, a, that's a battle that I would like to say that I'm winning. Uh, but, it, but honestly, I think all parents probably would like to say that. Yeah, and 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 the thing with like autistic kids and kids with ADHD, like they naturally gravitate to those things, and so a lot of parents, you know, you'll always see, uh, you know, kids out at restaurants or wherever wherever they happen to be, and they have their iPad with them or something, and you know, it, it's easy to assume that, you know, it's just too much screen time or whatever, and and I mean, ultimately, it probably is. <laughs> but it's it's what keeps those kids calm. It's what helps them stay regulated in the moment. It keeps them from being overstimulated by the stuff around them. Um, and and so there needs to be limits, I think. But it it is. I, I would be a hypocrite if I like tried to offer advice <laughs> because I, I haven't I've been doing it for twenty years and I I haven't found that perfect balance uh, because it is it it is harder for kids that need that kind of, um, device or, or, you know, to, to kind of help them get through the day. Uh, yeah. but you know, I mean, there's always other options. Physical activities is a good thing to kind of get them, you know, ways to decompress or redirection is a, is a good thing that doesn't always work, but, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it is, and anybody out there who deals with this understands, like, it's just, it's, it's all, uh, it's very individualized. There is no like cookie cutter solution. Um, but generally speaking, I, I think guidelines and rules I think are important, especially for like sleep hygiene, because like with my guys, I try and keep them, try to keep them off of their stuff after a certain time because it just interferes with their sleep and things like that. And then that interferes with my sleep and then that's not good for anybody. <laughs> right. So you try to set reasonable guidelines, but you just have to be flexible and understand that like at least for kids in like in my situation um you need to kind of have customized solutions it's not just uh you know we go we go to the pediatrician and they'll be like well they shouldn't be you know more than 20 hours or you know two hours a day on the tv or something like that that's great sure. but like you know it's a necessary thing sometimes because you just you just one person you can't whatever. And it, and it is just what it is, but balance, I think is in, if you can balance things out. It's you're doing okay. Yeah. And I agree with that. Even with my kids, um, you know, I don't have really hard, fast rules of like you get two hours of screen time a day. Mm -hmm. I do limit like the initial, um, like, so I'll give them like one hour a day, but as soon as they hit that hour, they come to me, Hey, can I have more time? And then like, if they've done their chores, if they've like gone outside or like mm -hmm. I evaluate every time. So then I'll, I'll get, I'll grant, you know, smaller clumps yeah. of additional time, but I don't keep track of like how much time they've spent, like over the course of the day, right. I just like evaluate it each time they ask. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, you've done your homework, you've done everything, you know, fine. You can have some more time. Yeah. And then that, that makes perfect sense to me. I mean, because you're ultimately wanting them to gain a sense of responsibility and, and to be able to sort of regulate that on their own. 
And if we just apply these arbitrary rules that they don't understand or don't agree with, then they're going to be pushing back. But if you give them a chance to to earn that time and, and learn responsibility and how to balance things out, I mean, they're going to be better for that in the long run. So that's a, I, I like that. It's a good approach. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Thanks. I try. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but have there been like things where you've noticed um, you're like, okay, it's time to like put the technology away for today. Oh, yeah. Like the, what are kind of those warning signs that you've seen? My, my oldest uh, and, and the Xbox or the PlayStation, they don't always do well together. Right. Like he, <laughs> he likes, he, he, he's into these really like hard games where like you get hit once and you die. Right. And, and so oh, he sure. likes the challenge of it. And but I, in fact, it was just yesterday he started playing this new one and I mean, he, he got so frustrated and you can see, I can see, I can, you can see it just building up. And they're like, if you know your kids, you can just see those gears turning and you just know, okay, like we got to do something now. Uh, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's different for all of my kids. I mean, they all can experience the same thing, but they can do it in different ways and it's different circumstances yeah. or different stimulus that'll, that'll get them kind of in that place. And I, I just, I try to just remove them from whatever that you know, stimulus is. And if it's the game, we just shut it off, you know, right. and it's cool. Like on, with like the, the PS five and the Xbox, like you can shut it off without actually having to save it and it will quick resume. So they don't actually lose anything that they're doing, but you can still right. immediately remove them from without, you know, having that fallout later. So. Yeah, like, um, for example, when I was talking to, um, I did a live with the gamer dad who um, lives in the UK, and we mm -hmm. talked about this a lot, um, where, you know, making sure that they're in a place where it's not going to lose any of their progress before you just like shut it down. Uh, and, and like you said, you're like, it's going to fast resume, it's going to be okay. You know, as long as you've done that research, and you know, that game, and that that's going to be okay because you mm. can create a whole mess of problems just by, you know, making them lose progress in a game that's especially hard, like your child likes to play. Yeah. And I, like, I remember when I was a when I was a kid, way back when, <laughs> way back uh, when, when there's Nintendo. <laughs> right. Well, we was like the, like the, like the PlayStation, the very first PlayStation, like my, yeah. my brothers and I were, we were like really into Tomb Raider. Like the, have you ever played Tomb Raider? Like the original yeah you couldn't like you could play for hours and not find a safe spot. You had to find those right. little blue save crystals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and we would spend so much, we'd invest so much time in that. And then you couldn't find a safe spot. And so like you would, yeah. you get panicky and, and it's, and for a kid, like they're investing their time and their energy into something and they're working really hard. And if, if you don't have to take that progress away from them yeah. And, and still address a problem, you know, right. I think you're, you're farther ahead doing it that way. And I think that they're going to probably benefit from it more. It'll be less of a negative thing for them and more of a, you know what, I just need to take a break and then right. I can come back to it later, you know? So, yeah, for sure. Cause you know, you could, you know, cause a complete meltdown, especially for, you know, some, a child with special needs yep. by just, you know, shutting it off like that. So, um, definitely being aware of, what they're doing and you know if it's tomb raider and there's not a safe spot you know Ugh. you know work with your child and they'll probably respond a lot better if they yeah. understand if they know that you're not trying to make them lose but you're like but it's time to turn it off you know yeah it, it's a it's sort of uh 
I mean, like, I may not value the game progress the same way that they do. Right. But I also understand that it's important to them. But but at the same time, they need they can't allow themselves to get so invested in something that it that it makes them rage quit or something like that. That's what he was saying. That's that's what he said yesterday. He's like, I, I've never rage quit on a game like this before. And, I, and I'm like, well, we need to not do that. I mean, let's just not let's take a break, you know, and you can come back to it. And it's just balance. And you got to be creative and, and meet your kids kind of where they're at. And not everybody's in the same place. You know, you got to, you got to customize things. It's not a one size fits all thing. So I have different rules for each of my kids sometimes. And it just is what it is. Yeah, for sure. Um, when you said rage quit, it just, I had the picture in my head of um, a family playing like Monopoly and one guy just like flipping the board over. <laughs> yep. <Yeah>. Yep. <laughs> That's the rage quit. <laughs> yeah. This is slamming the controller down, stomping around the house and you know, it's right. like, Oh man, it's just a game. Let's just not, taking years um, off your life right so when you do enforce these limits what have you found works best um in these situations um i think how you approach it can directly impact how they respond and i'm guilty in the past of of being frustrated and uh not approaching it in in the best way and and it creates more of a problem you know, down the road. Uh, but I think, you know, I mean, like my kids are, my youngest is 14, my oldest is 22 and I have a 16 year old in the middle. So they're, they're not adults, but they're not, they're not little kids, you know? And so, um, I I've been guilty of reason, trying to reason with my kids too much sometimes, but I, mm -hmm. but I think if you, if you approach them in a, res, in a respectful way and, and like, look, I know this is important to you, but uh, I can't have you throwing a controller across the room. I mean, they don't do that, but like, I can't have you right. doing things that are, you know, not safe or not appropriate or, or it's just not worth you getting that upset about, you know? Yeah. So we can just shut it off. It'll save your stuff. You can pick it up. I'll make sure no one else logs into the same game and, you know, removes your quick restore or, or your quick resume. Yeah. Uh, and, and we'll just go outside or go uh, draw or go, you know, take a nap, like just do something else that helps you to decompress and, and then yeah. you can come back and, and try again. And yeah. that seems to be the most successful approach. It doesn't always work, but well, sure. <laughs> nothing always does. <laughs> right. Well, I think that's also a good life lesson too, that they understand, okay, if something, if I'm getting too worked up about something, I just need to remove myself from the situation for a little while mm -hmm. and come back when I'm a bit calmer. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, right? Strange. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say, the only time my husband has thrown a controller across the room is he was playing a, like a scary game and there was a jump mm. scare and he went like, <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> and it, like, <laughs> the controller flew across, across the room. The room. But, yep. Yeah. <laughs> but he didn't do it in anger. He did it in fear. <laughs> Big difference. Right, right. Huge difference. It was, yeah, just like a jump scare. He was just like, <laughs> anyway. Um, some, so let's kind of move away. I mean, gaming is something, but, and you've kind of talked about this a little bit, but there's still some oversight that you need, you know, for your 22 year old, but you want to mm -hmm. give them, you know, some more autonomy. 
So, and some of these limits that you set, like, you know, say through Google Family Link or through the Apple sharing, turn off when your child turns 18. Yeah. But your 22 year old still needs some help. So, what do you kind of, what are you doing or have you even <sighs> figured this one out yet or what? I, I, I haven't. I've tried some of the, um, like the parent, like parental controls that are like third party stuff that kind of exceed what and we're a Google household. So like it's Android, everything. And um, there you go. It's right. The choir. That's right. <laughs> uh, we, anything that I would try to do, they figure out a way around it. You know, my, I had, uh, I can't remember what it was called, but I had something on there that like I could actually physically control his phone and lock it, lock it up or shut it down or whatever I needed to do for my phone. And he figured out that if he reboots his phone into safe mode, then he could uninstall it and get rid of it. And then it's just like, well, I mean, what do you do at that point? So it just becomes, it becomes a uh, day at a time thing. Like my oldest is pretty good. He, he tends to stay away from anything that he recognizes as being inappropriate for himself. You know, my younger kids, I feel like I have a good idea of what they do. Um, like TikTok, I, I, I try to keep a closer eye on and, you know, going down the YouTube rabbit hole. Cause I, like some of the stuff that they watch, I just, I see no value in it. It's just noise. And I'm like, we like one a day, like one, one a day. Right. And then that's it. Because like, it's just they're just, it's just screaming or something. And like, how is that? I don't, I don't see the value in that. I mean, obviously there is because people do it and they make a lot of money, but like, I, I try to limit, um, try to limit that kind of stuff and, and focus more on, uh, some of the more educational th- things, you know, maybe there's, you know, information about like my youngest just loves information and he just, he loves knowledge and he loves learning. And so he'll, you know, find these channels that are like, um, uh, can't remember what the guy's name was coyote. Uh, can't remember what his name was, but he used to just go out into nature and like challenged himself to all these things. And he was like doing pain tests with like bee stings from all around the world, like just crazy weird right. stuff. But I've seen a bee sting test. That was crazy. Yeah. And it, and it, and it's just, and it's like, okay, I mean, that's, there's some value to that, I guess. You know, you're learning something and it's not just noise, you know, so I try to just balance it out as best I can. I've not found um, a solution that would fit everybody, you know, Sure. Yeah. or that they can't get around. Kids are smart. Yeah. You know, they. And they all talk to each other. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, you've got this one here. This is how you get around that. So you do it. yeah. Just boot it in a safe mode and then you can uninstall it. Right. Well, there's even like some entrepreneurial kids in like the junior high and high school where you're like you give them your phone and 10 bucks and they'll like remove all the parental controls for you. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Smart kids, smart kids. Um, so, yeah, there's obviously nothing that's going to be a one size fits all. Um, you know, there's going to be ways around everything. You know, mm-hmm. I, I talk to parents all the time and I'm like, yeah, you know, you can do, 
this and this, and I have a ton of controls and stuff in place, you know, but I'm not naive to think that it's going to like be a one-stop shop. I've got it all set up and I'm done. Right. You know, it's going to be something that I'm going to need to check in on. I'm also, you know, they're going to get around it. So I need to, you know, have conversations like, Hey, noticed you removed this, you know, that means you lose your phone or something like that. You know, how, Just, how do you balance? I'm sorry. Go, go no, ahead. no, please do. Well, how, how do you, how do you balance privacy? Because what I get from my kids is, well, I have no privacy. And I'm like, well, I mean, not on a phone that I, I'm paying for and that I own. And that is, you know, potentially giving you access to dangerous things. You know I mean? You don't have the right to just talk to random. Well, I don't, as a parent, it's my job to make sure that they're safe online and everything is online now, you know? So it's not like when we were kids where it was, we spent all of our time outside or was just watching cartoons right. or something right now. It's, right. you know, they're, whether it's on their watch or on their phone or on their tablet or, you know, whatever, uh, being able to, to make sure that they're safe and that they feel comfortable talking to you if something gets weird, you know, yeah. because people out there that are targeting kids, they know what they're doing. They know the right thing to say. They know, they know how to exploit a situation. And, and I think that if we empower our kids to better understand what the risks are without scaring them, right? They're, they're in a, they're in a place to better protect themselves and you keep that line of communication open and then they feel comfortable coming to you, you know, like, Hey, like dad, this is kind of weird. And I'll look at it. I'll be like, that is definitely weird. That's right. block report and, you know, delete. Right. Move um, on, yeah. yeah. And, and so there's no judgment. It just, you know what I mean? Right. Just try and try and I don't know. So there's Let's two things. I, yeah. There's two things I always say about the whole privacy argument. Um, and the first one is, uh, there is no privacy. Like if you think that your private conversation with your best friend is going to stay private forever, you are sorely mistaken. Yep. So whether that's the world in general or your parent, you won't have any privacy if you are on a internet connected device. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it is. Um, like I don't expect that I have privacy on my phone, you know, even though nobody's watching anything that I'm doing on my phone, but I don't think that, you know, something I send privately to my friend they can screenshot it, send it to somebody else. You know, mm -hmm. there is no privacy when you're coming, when you're talking about online. And so that's what I always tell my kids. I'm like, you shouldn't have any false sense of privacy, whether it's from me, whether it's from the world in general, like anything you put out there can be used against you in the future. And I bring up a lot of like celebrities who will tweet something 20 years ago. Yep. that seemed benign at the time and comes back to bite them and get them canceled now because they tweeted it 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, well, I guess there's no Twitter 20 years ago, but well, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a long time ago, you know, it, the internet doesn't forget all the time. They don't forget. No. Yeah. You put it out there and it's, it's always going to be out there. There's no, there's no practical way to ensure that, you know, you put something out there that you were like, Ooh, boy, I wish I hadn't done that. Right. I mean, you live, you learn. Let's not do that again, because that is never going away. You know, right. I mean, it just. And 
it's kind of the world that we live in now and privacy i guess you're right i mean it's like this it's an illusion really right kind of like control like we have no control over most of things that go on right and just and you recognize that and like people monitor my phone like i I don't really care. I mean, like, I'm not doing anything that I need to hide. Right. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not naive to the fact that you know they're pulling data for for ad purposes and and you whatever. You sent like me the, an email about the, goalie, the goalie, and I'm yeah. getting ads for goalie. So yeah, you I mean, know, so it is. It is what it is. But there's I, that's a good idea. Like helping them to understand that there really is no privacy right. with anything that has to do with the internet. I mean, it just there right. just isn't. Yeah. So that's the main thing I usually harp on when they're like, I deserve privacy. I'm like, yeah, you can have all the privacy you want in your bedroom with a pen and a piece of paper, private it up, like go ahead. I don't care. And, you know, or if you're like, you know, speaking on the phone to somebody, great. All the privacy you want. I'm not going to monitor your phone call conversation, you know, but when you write something that can be used against you in the future, you better believe I'm monitoring that because I don't want that to come back and bite you in the future. Yeah. It could be taken out of context or the meaning of things changes 20 years from now. And, and, uh, you know, things, kids make stupid mistakes. I mean, they just, they just do. Right. I mean, we've all done it and they, they don't, I don't think that they understand how impactful. I mean, you look at like Facebook and all these people that like they go on their college spring breaks and all the crazy stuff that they put out there. And then they go for a job interview. And one of the first things they do is they pull your social media up and they yep. want to see like, what are you doing? And then they see spring break of whatever year. And they're like, I don't think so. Like, that's not what we, right. you know, are about. Right. And you We're can't make it go away. Way. Yeah, no, exactly. Consequences. So that's my main my main argument for the privacy argument. The second argument, because then they're like, "Well, don't you trust me?" Oh. Uh, I'm like, "It's <laughs> it's not about trust." And I'm like, "It's not uh, seatbelts are not required because the government doesn't trust you to stay seated. Like you're gonna stay seated in your car. It's not that the government doesn't trust you to stay seated. It's there to protect you in case the crap hits the fan. Yeah. You know. And so that's the same with parental controls that I usually talk about is my parental controls are not in place because I don't trust you. They're in place because when something hits the fan, it's going to help protect you from that. Yeah. And you have no control over what other people are doing, right? right. So with the internet, you're at the mercy of whoever's on the other side of a keyboard. And yep. there's no way to to mitigate that really. And and, uh, and parental controls are, are, are a, it's a safety net, you know, and the kids don't appreciate it right now, but they will at some right. point. You know, <laughs> when they have kids and they start seeing what's going on, like when you have a kid, it changes everything. Right. And so you, you just, sure. you start thinking about all the safety stuff and, and the precautions and stuff like that, that you were annoyed at when you were a kid, but you know, now you understand the value of it. And maybe hopefully someday that they will, they'll be, they'll come back and they'll be like, thank you for parental controls. Right. Like, right. Uh, and it's so funny to me. Um, I mean, I've got really thick skin, so you know, nobody would really be able to offend me or hurt my feelings or anything like that. So I get comments constantly on my Instagram, on YouTube, like, I would hate to be this person's children. And, you know, you're the worst parent ever, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And every single time I'm like, 
come back to me when you've got kids. I'd love to hear your perspective on this whole thing after you've had a child. Because yeah, they have the, most of these people aren't parents. They're not. They're, they're no, coming they're at it from the perspective yeah. of a kid, right? right? And yeah, it being a parent changes everything. Changes everything. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, well, is there anything else we didn't cover? I mean, like I said, I don't have kids with special needs, so I don't know exactly what else that we need to cover, but, um, but I'd love to get your opinion. I, you know, I think that that's uh, tough because everybody is so different, but, but I, I guess at the end of the day, the safest advice that I have that will just cover everything is just trust your gut. Like you're the parent you know better than anybody else. I mean, you know your kid better than anybody else, right? And and you're gonna make mistakes. You're not perfect, you're human. And I always tell people, I'm like, you're never gonna be the perfect parent, but you're the perfect person to parent your kid. And, and just, you know, learn from your mistakes and take time for yourself, put back into yourself, like self-care, all that kind of stuff, because it's tough. I mean, parenting is tough, period. And having kids with additional challenges just takes that much more out of you. And we have to, uh, it's a long game, right? It's a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So we got to put back into ourselves. And if, if you feel, you know, parental controls, you need to do that for your kid. They don't have to like it, right? They don't, they don't get a vote. You just, you know, that's, it's, it is what it is. And if you decide down the road that it was the wrong choice, then it was the wrong choice and you learn something different and you, and you move on. It's, it's just what it is. And, we're all doing it a day at a time. There is no instruction book uh, for any kid. <laughs> and, you know, just like you said, you got to have thick skin and yeah. do what you think you need to do. And that, let that be it. Um, totally un not unrelated, but um, are there, is there anything in particular that you do to unwind? And, you know, when you've had a particularly hard day with your kids, uh, you know, mm. what, what kind of helps you out? Uh you know, when I started writing, like I was talking about before we started uh, recording or going live, it, that was very therapeutic for me. You know, it started out as like, I thought, and this is my naivete when it came to the internet back in 2010, I thought WordPress was a private thing and <laughs> I could just write whatever I want. Nobody would ever see it. And it doesn't work that way. Right. I mean, I mean, it could, I guess, if you knew what you were doing, but I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Right. And and so what I put out there was everywhere and, you know, and I, and I learned that it, it was helpful to people. And so, you know, it, it helped me to kind of deal with all the anxiety and the, the stress and stuff. And, uh, you know, aside from that, like I, I like working out. That's a big thing for me is, is just going and decompressing and spending all that negative energy in a constructive way and then coming back and whatever. Uh, I do love Minecraft because I can oh, make nice. everything perfect it's like and, legos you know, online <laughs> it is and it's you have complete control of everything i yeah. mean you have no control in your life except for in minecraft um <laughs> and now you know i like talking to people and, and i like uh doing podcast interviews and stuff like that it's just yeah. it it keeps me it, it pulls me out of the world that i sort of tend to lock myself up in you know and, and um you know it's good you should definitely not isolate yourself. Sure. Find like parents that, you know, are kind yeah. of dealing with the same thing that you are. Yeah. Like and that. it's a lot easier to do now than it was, right. you know, 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. so, so now, now they're everywhere, you know? And, yeah, uh, 
Reddit forums and Discord servers and everything. Yeah, they're everywhere. And and you just find someone or you find a group of people that you can relate with, even if you never meet them in real life. I mean, most of the connections people have now online anyways, you know, and, and uh, it can make a big difference. You know, I mean, you yeah. have people who I've had people who have made comments to me that, um, you know, they they were so overwhelmed. They were so uh, desperate and that they that they were they were going to end their life. And they stumbled across my blog somehow and they were reading like this post that I wrote on a really bad day. And it, it occurred to them that they're not alone. Like, there's other people out there and you just have to find them. You know, and so that that feels really good to be able to, you know, use my experience to have a positive impact on someone somewhere. Yeah. And right. and that that helps me to just, you know, keep going. And my kids are awesome. So well, sure. they look awesome like i you know checked out your stuff when i was researching who to talk to about this um they will drive me crazy but that's their job yeah for sure well thank you so much i will link his podcast um below as well so make sure you check out his podcast and um and the products that he mentioned i'm gonna grab those links from him right now and then um we'll link those below as well so um you know Definitely awesome advice. Thank you so much for thank you for you know, having me. Yeah. Uh it's amazing. I like I said, I've wanted to do a special needs one for a really long time. So I'm really glad that I was able to get to do that with him today. And it works both ways because there's a lot of parents in this community that are looking for solutions to problems and they have to step outside of that and yeah. and rely on people like you to keep doing what you're doing so that they can, you know, keep their kids safe or better understand the stuff that their kids are using so that they can stay ahead of the curve a little bit and, and you know, help them out with that. So thank you for everything that you're doing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Been trying, just want to help, you know, like we, and we mentioned this right before we started, you know, both of us are just super passionate about helping families. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that's a, a great synergy today. So i yep. um, super excited to get out there and help anybody. If you have any questions for Rob um, or questions for me, you know, you can go ahead and leave those in the comments. And we'll try and respond to those if we get to them. Or you can reach out to him on Instagram. It's just The Autism Dad, right? Yep. Yeah, so The Autism Dad. I'm Family Tech on Instagram as well. So um, you can reach out to us there as well. Very cool. Thank you for this. This was really cool. Yeah, no problem. Thank you guys so much for attending. And we will see you next Friday.